right, and we're back. Another uh, Talking Maiden Podcast of the Beast episode, episode five. Podcast of the Beast. Soon coming up on episode six. Yep. Magical episode, the first six. <laughs> yeah, uh, we had a good chat uh, in the last episode. We talked about album covers. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it was yeah. interesting. Yeah, it was pretty good. I think we're going to agree a lot more today when we go through stuff. Than yeah, it was a surprise we didn't have any crossovers. Or, well, when um, you're picking the best, it's it's hard to disagree. Well, it's super subjective, yeah. though. When you pick the worst, that's when you pick something someone likes and you get really... Yeah, especially, yeah. Yeah, and it gets crazy. Uh, anyway, today we're going to do uh, best album openers. So we're going to do the track ones. Through all I mean, of the studio yeah. albums. Yeah. Yeah, so I made a Spotify playlist, which I'll put up, um, of all the openers, and I listened through quite a bit. And of course, we all know the album openers pretty well. I mean, just... Yeah, track as, ones. Yeah, track ones. Yeah, from all the studio albums. Yeah. yeah. And just based on the fact that, statistically, you listen to the first track the most. Well, yeah. Album, yeah. You know? Yep. I, I actually noticed that, because we were going to do the closers eventually. I made that playlist. And you didn't and, know a lot of them. Yeah, well, there yeah. were a few of them, like, especially, like, you know the blaze albums and the other ones where he two thirds of the way through was as large as I can go. But no, you, you just, or, or where I listen to him so discreetly or, or not discreetly or where I listen to it. So continuously, the last track sometimes blends in. Yeah. And when you put stuff on in the background, I tend, by the time you get to the last track, I think you're not paying as much attention. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You start to fade out. Yeah, I wonder what, what one is the most attention. Obviously, the first track always gets you going, but like albums tend to always peak in the middle. Yeah, well, track two, track four, I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like that. I don't know why I think that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Anyway, before we do anything. Oh, it's bear time? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still bear. So, do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. All right. Good work. And what are we drinking here today? We're drinking the. Port Rexton Blazing Sun Double IPA. Yeah. Port I think it's Lex. the best beer ever brewed in Newfoundland. Oh, yeah. I'll listen to that. Oh, wow. Double IPA. I think this would probably go with any Maiden song or any Maiden album. <laughs> Good man. Oh, nice. Blazing Sun. That would be for, uh, to go with To Tame a Land. Yeah. Flight of Icarus. True. Oh, yeah. Flight yeah. That's good. Um, the, um, is there anything maiden related news to talk about? Want to talk about yes, there is that. Well, you, you, have you read the, uh, Bruce's new book? Yep. Um, I haven't read it yet. It was given to me as a gift. I'm a, a chapter or two in loving it. Yeah. Yeah. I just haven't had a chance to read it. Yeah. Once he gets past the childhood part, which is also entertaining, but like once he gets slightly involved in music. Yeah. You could tell in the yeah. first couple of chapters, he was like alluding to a lot of stuff, but trying to say it wasn't that bad. Yeah, and then once you get into it, it's uh, it's one of those books that it's such a light read, but I'm like so interested in all these little facts that like I finally just like plowed through the book in like two days. But I totally regret not getting the audiobook. Oh yeah, I I, I guarantee you he did his own audiobook, didn't he? I don't know, but if he did, that would be awesome. Well, he says he wrote it all in like paper in a coffee shop or something. Yeah, he wrote it like by in hand. A pub. Yeah, I mean, and he cut it down. I yeah. can't remember what, how many words he cut out. Didn't he joke that he has enough for another book? Yeah, that he cut out a book about air, flying airplanes. And there's yeah. a lot of airplane stuff in this book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last uh, last episode we talked about very quickly the Two Minutes to Midnight, and you pulled me on the on the counter. The the What do you call it? The Doomsday Clock? Oh, the Doomsday Clock, yeah. And it was at, what is it at? 
or was at? It was at three minutes now. It's at two and a half. Three minutes, minutes is two and a half. Yeah. And I thought that was a little bit ridiculous. But well, I, doesn't, I think it doesn't really mean anything. So. Oh, it means nothing. It's a social justice clock. But um, <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Dickinson, he was on, uh, according to this interview on Newsweek, I'm pulling this off a web article here now, so you have to take everything. And it's kind of a part of his book tour. So you have to take everything in, in, uh, in context. But he did quite a long spiel in there about his background growing up and how exciting it's all been. And, and the headline <laughs> quite... Yeah, uh, well, it's a big, long yeah. interview. And they asked him a whole bunch of stuff. And one of the things they asked him was about, like... I can't remember something, about touring in Poland and something. And he mentioned, like, one little phrase about Auschwitz when he visited yeah. there and how dark of a place it was and how he can't believe people can are capable of such things or whatever. Yeah. You're, and then the media just latched onto this one little phrase and blew it up. Yeah. So what's the, what was the title he, of the... The article title was, Iron Man's Bruce Dickinson thinks we're only a heartbeat away from Auschwitz. Right. Which, which you is know, totally here's, here's what he said. Speaking ahead of the track, The Book of Souls, he declared, you're all uh, aware of everything that's happened the other week. Um, there's no point going over it. So this is a reference to the Vegas stuff. But he did talk about in his memoirs Auschwitz and 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 you know how he couldn't understand this could happen and, and he and he still sees trouble happening everywhere in the world and then of course they take away we're only a heartbeat away from Auschwitz yeah which makes it seem like we keep telling you how horrible everything is and yeah see even Bruce Dickinson thinks we're, we're so close to like blah 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 it's you see like, that, that's just well, news thing. it's pen yeah. it's, that's fake news yeah it's driving people <laughs> picking something small fake blowing news. it up trying to keep people scared so that they'll watch more news. And when you watch more news, you watch more commercials and that's all. Yeah. <laughs> and then people call it fake news and then people say, Oh, it's not fake or this guy's an idiot or that. Okay. Like, but then that's, this stuff just destroys yeah, well, all credibility. Spin, right? Like it's spin. Know. There's no way to cut it. It's spin. Yeah. He doesn't think Auschwitz is coming, but he thinks there is evil in the world. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it's just stuff like that driving crazy and a great book, but it, it is interesting for him to do a book tour because it's kind of like, I wonder what he gets out of it because Maiden is such an insular universe, and he has such a, a direct line to everyone in that world. Like, is anyone outside going to be like, oh, Bruce, Bruce Dickinson, who's this guy? I'm going to read his memoir. And become a... I think he just wants to give back to the fans. I think he yeah. just like, he really likes meeting the fans. Oh, and that's what, oh, that's, so the tour right. you think is about it, and it's just engaging with fans in a different way. Well, he's, his book tour is, because on the fan club, they send an email yeah. and tickets for the book signings and stuff, so you can meet him, and he just will talk. It's a fan thing, right? Okay. It's not like he's going from like talk show to talk show promoting. It's like a media. It's a place where you go get your book signed and meet Bruce Dickinson. Okay. It's a fans thing. Yeah, I think so it's pretty it's not, cool. He's not on Oprah trying to get on the best Oprah's best yeah. things list. <laughs> you know? Everyone gets a copy of Bruce Dickinson's <laughs> book. Dickinson's <laughs> book. <laughs> Yay! Woo! <laughs> Can you I don't think Oprah even comes on anymore, does it? Uh, she has like some cable channel or something, doesn't she? Okay. I don't know. I've, I'll be honest. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna help myself here. I never really watched it. <laughs> yeah, I was never an Oprah. Fan. I know a lot about Iron Maiden. I know next to nothing about Oprah Winfrey. No. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but she's very successful. Yeah, I suppose she's done something right anyway. Her favorite things. Apparently, she could really move the needle if you were just a company, and, like, and you got on there. Like, uh, I don't know. I remember there were a few startup companies that got on there and became her favorite things. Like okay. she got on Twitter early, apparently, and that was one of the things that took it off. The lady who built that Spanx empire and made herself a, a billionaire. Was that from Oprah? Well, no, but she we at a turning point where she was growing. She got on Oprah, and Oprah made Spanx like one of her favorite things. Okay, this is like her. You know, I mean, she can move the needle that much, right? right? Oprah's a billionaire. Okay, enough yeah. talking about oh, Oprah. Oprah. 
Okay, yeah. Maiden. Good God, Maiden. Absolutely. So, um, what are we getting into today? We're going to do the uh, album opener. Album so, I'm going to list all the album openers from studio albums before chronological chronologically don't make any comments now and then we'll go in and we're obviously going to have a lot of crossover in our list why don't you go through your list then i'll go through my list and then we'll compare no 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 you read it out and i'll think about it (laughs) anyway here are the the tracks (laughs) from iron maiden 1980 prowler killers the ides of march number of the beast is invaders peace of mind where eagles dare Power Slave, Aces High. Somewhere in Time, Caught Somewhere in Time. Seventh Son, Moonchild. No Prayer for the Dying's Tail Gunner. Fear of the Dark, Be Quick or Be Dead. X Factor, Sign of the Cross. Virtual Eleven, Future Real. Brave New World, The Wicker Man. Dance of Death, Wildest Dreams. Matter of Life and Death, Different World. Final Frontier is Satellite 15, The Final Frontier. And The Book of Souls is If Eternity Should Fail. Okay. Do you want me to run through my list first? Yeah. Well, we'll go through them. And... Um, I, you want me to outline my outcasts first? Or, or... Well, let's say, first, let's say what, let's go through what makes a good album opener. Oh, good point. What's a good album opener? For me, I mean, I'll be honest, towards the top of my list, it just up. like pumped out. Yeah. yeah hype you it. for the album. Yeah. Introduce the album theme, if there's a theme. Yep. Uh, I wasn't too biased on length. I noticed that. Like, there's quite a variance. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Ides of March, I think, was like uh, That's the shortest super short, song, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, like Ratchild, I always thought was like, it kind of leads into Yeah, it's into almost it. like an intro. It, it is. is a separate track. So. It is a separate track. So it does count as a number one. Yeah. And it does tee it up. Um, yeah, for me, I, I thought in a lot of cases it was just pump you up stuff, which yeah. tells you, I guess. Pump you for the album. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Which I Most guess of the is time, on I why think. you listen to Maiden to you want to get pumped up, right? Yeah. Well, when you first put the album on, I kind of want to get introduced to whatever the album, the feel of the album. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, anyway, we'll just go through them. And then afterwards, we'll go through the ones that we didn't pick and oh. say why. Oh, I want to plug something first, too. Okay. Because we were just talking about getting pumped up. I went to the gym today, getting in shape and stuff. And um, I have to say, like, uh, I always listen to Maiden at the gym anyway. But I listen to... Um, when I listen to it, peace of mind. Yeah. And I was like, but uh, ultimately, um, it's probably back in as my, my favorite workout music now. It's oh, yeah, another part of addiction that's coming up with it. <laughs> anyway. Time in. Yeah. So okay. start with my number Let's 10. Let's go with your number 10. Number 10. Uh, only because it was big time on the fence for me. Yep. But uh, Prowler. I, was, I didn't. I love. I like Prowler. Yeah. I didn't put it on my. Uh, no, fair enough. It was, it was literally on the fence for me. It was back and forth. I had nine. And on my list yeah. here. I have uh, under Prowler, <laughs> and I just wrote, Prowler is good. I don't know why I didn't add it to the list. Yeah, yeah for me, so, I, I also thought, like, it's the first number one, too, right? Yeah. So I was like, I was on the fence, and I was like, you know, the other ones that I left off. Number nine, I really like this song, but I just couldn't put it down further. Uh, if Attorney Should Fail. I had the reason, that, the re- real reason is, is the ending, I love it, but it's also a bit cheesy. And it, and to be honest with you, for an opening of a song, yeah. it has like a low. I am Necropolis. And yeah, yeah. And we've got, we've got through that. <laughs> that almost felt like to me it should be after a first track. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you think about it as a first track, when you analyze it from that perspective. Yeah. Like, what do you want it to do? First track, tease up an album, get you pumped. So I had that as number six. Yeah, that's Which six. is pretty high up. And the reason I did is... Basically because there's this whole mystical theme on the album Souls and the Book of Souls. Oh. And it's kind of had that feel to it. Yeah. And I think that the beginning it starts with that echoed, like, Bruce, like, here is the soul of a man. Yeah, it's so Like, good. that pumps me up so much. And then, bam, when it comes in, I can just picture... I picture, when I hear that, when it kicks in, I picture, you know, when uh, you just Steve Harris and they all, like, 
yeah. run out from the back of the stage and then he starts at the bass. Yeah. yeah. It is it is so good. I know. And it's, it's so hard. Oh, I'd, I'd actually oh, I'd put it down now. <laughs> now you got me now you got me down to eight. I, I, I yeah. shuffled these a lot. Yeah, I gotta be really hard. It's hard to do. And the number one I picked is gonna drive you nuts, but okay. I did it intentionally and also is my favorite. <laughs> okay. But um number eight for me was uh I was Moonchild. Sometimes. I have Moonchild as number three. Number three? Yeah, it's so good. Why do I have it at eight? I'm looking at this now and I'm like, did I do this list upside down? Because it like gently but, eases you into this epic album and, and introduces yeah, the seventh song. It's like seven deadly sins, seven ways to win. I know. Great start to a great album. Yep. Yeah. So, all eight. After Somewhere in Time, people are already used to hearing the keyboard, so I don't think when that came in. Yeah. Because you want to introduce the album with the sound of the album. And this album... There's a lot of keyboards. Anyway, I really, yeah, like I thought it was great. And look, yeah. to be honest, with and it's you, a rocker. It's up tempo. Yeah, I could put, I could put it lower. Yeah. Definitely, it's like an intro that has its own acoustic intro. Yes, so it's like two intros in one. <laughs> Pretty awesome. It's a dead so that was my number three, and that was your number what? I'm eight. Okay, you're gonna hate okay. my. What, what okay. You're gonna hate it. Number seven. Yeah, this one's for you. Sign of the Cross. That didn't make my list. Didn't make your I list. Love, love, love. The here, song. here was my logic. Okay. I did two things to pick this because okay. I was like, Josh, you can't leave both the blazes out after all the debates we've had. <laughs> also, I was like, it's 11 minutes and it's epic. Yeah. It is awesome. Secondly, I went and I listened to, I listened to uh, Bruce play it in Rio in 2001. Yeah. But there are actually large parts of that where Blaze is better. Yeah. I, Seriously. Yeah, it is. He's way better. And it's, I was like, okay, I got to give him credit. And it's 11 minutes. Yeah. 11 plus, yeah. I think. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It was written for him, and yeah. it's like like when Bruce is singing it, there are vocal parts where he's carrying it, but we're hitting the the sign of the cross is not yeah. as good. Yeah, and there's there's yeah. five Blaze songs that were covered by Bruce. Yeah, and I think Blaze does better. We, we already talked about the Clansman though, which yeah. was which is by far better with Bruce. <laughs> yeah, they're both good. It's far better with Bruce. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, but this Clansman. one, I think this one is better. This with, is such a yeah. dark, brooding song that yeah. Blaze's voice just like fits it perfectly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, Sign of the Cross is is definitely his best song okay. in my mind. So I did. I yeah. love that song, and yeah. I do think it's probably one of his best songs. Yeah, I didn't put it on my list because, or no, Lord of the Flies yeah. would have been such a good album opener, and it's on yeah. the same album, and it's yeah. so long and plodding. I think it would have been like an awesome track four yeah. on that album, but to open the album with it, fair enough. You know what I mean? But then at the same time, it's I don't know. You have this new lead singer. And yeah, it's like, his first song. Yeah, and... you kind of want to put something different on and be like, "This is what Maiden's all about now." So now that I think about it, yeah. But I just think Lord of the Flies would have been perfect to open that album, because that's probably my favorite Blade song. And yeah, one of my favorites. Well, Clans Bruce's first Clans. song, so we'll get to that one. <laughs> um, number six. Yeah. Um, and now I'm kind of regretting where it is. Probably it's six. It could be at eight. Yeah. Um, but I love this song. I'm biased. Different world. Just because I used to get so pumped up. I had that as my number seven. The first half of that album is amazing. The vocals so on that amazing. song are insane. I know. I love it's it. excellent. Yeah. So it's deadly. The uh, the solos by Adrian, yeah. great, just blows my mind. And, it's deadly. Uh, that, uh, Steve Harris described that song as their tribute to Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Whatever. But it has like the most terrible, third worst, fourth worst, fourth worst Iron Maiden video. Yeah. It's that CGI. Like, yeah, it's garbage. It's garbage. The video is horrible. Like, yeah. I think Maiden... Maiden have... We had a... We gotta do videos. They haven't videos. done any really good videos, but the the they have a ton of videos. Yeah, but they haven't done any good ones. The, exactly. The, the, the intro. That's the problem. So the the intro to the uh, even the intro to the, like the Book of Souls tour of the plane was coming in. I was yeah. like, you could tell that they rendered that 
in such high 3D. I'm like, what? Who was doing that for you? Like, who invested so much time in in you know? Like, I wanted way more from that. I don't. But know. I'm just like, just get on stage and in front of an audience, do the song like four times and film it, and then edit it into. But, they, no, just but get, wouldn't they argue that's their live? Wasn't that isn't that live DVDs? Though? Yeah, I suppose. You know, I don't know, man. I I think they should all just be like Eddie movies, like you know, like that would be way better, right? Even like Clay- okay, this is definitely Magic claymation on the list of. I would yeah. love that over this crappy, uh, like different world, wildest dreams. Yeah, CGI. but then again, number five for me, where eagles dare. Um, I have that as number four. Yeah, there's number four. We're getting yeah. close. Epic vocals. Epic vocals. Yeah. A great movie. Ever seen the movie? No. It's like Clint Eastwood and a bunch of these paratroopers and they drop in. Is that what it's named after? Yeah. They, well, yeah. Like the lyrics are like all about. Yeah. And they have to destroy this castle that the Nazis have in this mountain. Clint Eastwood. All these movies. When we first got our VHS. <laughs> or yeah. VCR when I was a kid. It's definitely good too. So I love it. I love the theme. So good. The drumming's so good. And okay, we got rid of Clive Burr and we got a new drummer. Here's yeah. the first track off the new album, and it's, and it's like, here's our new drummer, and the yeah, drumming just is so just crazy. It's the, one of the craziest drums of all Maiden songs. Anyway, it's a great song. That was number four for me. Yeah. Number uh, number four for me is probably Recency Bias, because yeah. we're doing uh, um, Somewhere in Time soon. So, Caught Somewhere in Time. Uh, you know, I love that song, and it's because I'm listening to the album so much, because we're doing a deep dive on it soon. And as I said, uh, you know, I've listened to that a lot lately. Scott Somewhere in Time is one of my favorite two guitar solos. Yeah. Well, they kind of like blend together. But uh, I don't know why I didn't put that on my list. I had it here and it said too long for an opener. But I know like, uh, I don't know, Scott Somewhere in Time giving you the... uh, Over seven minutes. Yeah. And it's kind of giving you pretty much the whole theme of the album. I mean, it says the name of the album and the song. Yeah, I know. So, and it's kind of got, kind of got a bit of camp in it, like yeah. God, it's and the but, vocals, it's a great song. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's a deadly song oh, for album opener. I don't know why I didn't pick it, but they could have used wasted years of the opener. Now I know you're not going to have my three and one. Okay, my number three, be quicker, be dead. I had that as number ten. Number ten, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, first um, song written by Yannick. Yuri. That rift and the scream of the gate, like that song, is such maiden. That's yeah. so good. Be quicker, be dead. It, you can play that for anyone. Yeah, it's that awesome. We'll and we talked it. I think we threw it. I put it pretty high up on my uh, your new maiden list. Yeah. Which is part of what you want when you listen to an album, yeah. anyways. To just engage real quick. Yeah. So that's Organic Rift. That when he joined Maiden, and he got the first song. Like, yeah. And then there's the scream right in, like you know, yeah. which I won't do because we yeah. actually have so a decent microphone now. <laughs> we don't. Want <laughs> uh, so that was that's your number ten. Yeah. What are you down to, two? You know, you know, number two. You've definitely got high. Okay. What there. is it? Ace is high. Uh, Ace is High is my number one. Your number one. I figured that. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, that's your plain takeoff song. Peace of Mind album came out. Yeah. And people were like, man, that was a classic album. They had Beast, Peace of Mind. And then it's yeah. like, oh, the new El- Iron Maiden album's coming out. Yeah. Is it going to be good? And then the opening tracks, Ace is High, blown people's mind. Yeah. It's it, like Maiden's best riffs, some uh, of their best riffs all in one song. And then it, it keeps going too. Yeah. Two minutes. And it's like super pump up. Deadly. I love it. I love it. I put it as number two. And, and you, the live you version with that Winston Churchill intro makes it even better. That's awesome. Yeah, even though it's not on the album, so you can't really count it. But, but on the it, yeah, but on the on the Spotify, this is Iron Maiden list, which is the number one list, will come up on Spotify if you search for this is Iron Maiden. It has that intro and yeah. the live version of Ace is High. Yeah, and uh, it's so subscribed to and followed. So like, yeah. so many people 
experience it that yeah. way. Yeah. So if I, you know, if yeah. I say, well, it's like if you put that album on and it goes right into Ace of High, you're like, oh yeah, I forgot that the intro is not there because I listened to. It's such a cool concept too, right? Really you play cool. Churchill for anything. You yeah. Know, so that was my number one, and that was your number two. That was my number two. Okay. My number one, you will not like. What is it? Wicker Man. I got that as my number two. No way. I love the Wicker Man. I thought I thought we went through last time. You you uh, you had an issue with that song. No, I love the Wicker Man. Like love it. You know what? I only put Ace High right? above it. Oh, okay, yeah. fair enough. Like your time will come. I just yeah, love that. Right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. so, so the, yeah. Our top, my top three are Be Quicker, Be Dead, Ace yeah. is High, and then Wicker Man. So. so that's the first song that like Adrian and Bruce Dickinson yeah. wrote with Steve when they first came back to Maiden. Yeah. Is uh, I think that was the Adrian riff when he was playing it, and then Steve Ferris started playing. Yeah. Them. And they kind of flushed it out into a song. And uh, oh, I got a cool sound snippet for you here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where this came from, but it's uh, the there's a cover. Uh, it's just called like the Wicker Man U.S. single version. Yeah. I don't know what they ever used it for, but single it, uh, version. You'll, when you hear the the chorus, yeah, it just sounds super different. So I'm gonna play it now. similar but they have that, that yeah but it's not near as good it's well yeah you, well i it's guess when you're so listen to something yeah. you're so you're so used to something yeah so it's really strange sounding to me wow that is but weird. that was like the version they, i guess they were trying to make it sound more radio friendly or something but i think what they stripped it down the way they did it was like, yeah, it's way, way better. better yeah way better. but it's cool to hear it reminds me of the difference between like the album version of bring your daughter to the slaughter and yeah. the soundtrack for the yeah uh nightmare on elm street version yeah it's a lot more noisy yeah yeah, yeah the um that's awesome, though. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's just neat that you found that. But Or maybe it was at least as a single CD single or something. I'm not sure exactly, but... Yeah. Brave New World's an album we got to dive into, too, because, like, that's that's what's so cool about it is, you know, Bruce is back, and uh, they start so strong, but also Brave New World has such symbolic meaning, and that's awesome. So, okay, well, so I'm going to go through, through my list. list. Run through your list. There's a bunch here that you didn't hit. Or there's a few. So, number 10, I had Be Quick or Be Dead, which we went through. Number nine, I had a tail gunner. Yeah, I, I look. It's the best. My comment on that. No lots of potential, but I'm, I, it's not there for me. And to, oh, really? in the top ten, you don't think? Oh man! Look, uh, every one of these is is good to a point. I know. You know, so no. But it's like I know you love tail gunner. So great! Yeah. I love tail gunner. I love it. Just like don't continues the ace tail tie kind of theme. I just find yeah. like it's just it just doesn't hit that. You know, I don't know. For me, I just yeah. Next. Number eight, you're gonna hate this one. Oh god. Future Real. Future Real, I know. I, I well I comment next to this one is two Blaze songs on my list, let's not push it. <laughs> Future Real. Do you know what though? Um God, I should I should have researched this one a So bit. that was the Future song. Real is mentioned a couple times in Summer in Time, eh? They dropped okay. Future Real, yeah. What's what's the track? Oh, in the loneliness of the long distance runner. But they say that yeah, yeah, they, 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 they dropped the word future real like four or five times. Okay. Well, I haven't looked at the lyrics. I'm pretty sure that's what he yeah. said. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
the uh, in the Ed Hunter tour, which was Ed Hunter was this video game they put out. Yeah. And they got like fans to vote on like what the track list for the CD would be that to accompany the video game. And the video game had like this Eddie that was like kind of a robot, but he was kind of green. I don't know. He's weird. But anyway, on that tour, when yeah. they toured for that, Future Real was a song when Eddie used to come out on stage. So, Oh, cool. Yeah, that was their Eddie song. So that's another song that, have you heard Bruce Dickinson do Future Real? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, he does a good job of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I, actually, I think I have. Didn't you make a list of, like, the Bruce remakes? Yeah, so it was Future so Real, Man on the Edge, Sign of the Cross, Klansman, yeah. Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Yeah. The Word of the Flies is good, and it's just Klansman. Those are the songs they kept yeah. after... Uh, yeah. Blaze left. Yeah, they kept him and did him alive. Yeah. So then I had Different World, which we went through for seven. Yeah. Eternity Should Fail for six. Yeah. For number five, I had Ides of March. Oh, too so short great. to count. That's why I no said way, too man. short to count. No way. It's great. It sets up the album perfect. Puts you in a deadly mood and then like right, it like leads right up and then boom, in comes Wrathchild. <sighs> yeah, but that, but that, the boom, in comes Wrathchild, that's not in the list. But I think that the Ides of March itself gets you so pumped for what's coming up. And no, it feels like the curtain's going to come up. Like, it's not really yeah, an, an opener. Like, uh, yeah, an opener to me, to me I, well, compared to, like, our number one, it's like, Wicker Man, Be Quicker, Be Dead. It's like screaming yeah, at the gate. I that I was know, my I like problem. It. I, like I listened it. to it, and I was like, when I put it on the, honestly, this is what happened. When I put it on the, the list, in the playlist, Spotify playlist, when it came on, as soon as I was like waiting for Rash Child to kick in and ended, and I was like, wait, now what? And then oh, I like yeah. literally looked at the trap. I was like, oh yeah, Eyes of March and then Rash Child. It's like, it's like a minute and something, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's the like, shortest maiden song. Yeah, it's nothing. Well, it's so, I don't but know. it's cool. I, I think it's it cool just the way it sets up the album. Go on. So, don't story tell, about Eyes of March. You got a story about Eyes of March. Go ahead. So, this guy, Barry Perkis, yeah. he was a drummer in Samson, which is Bruce Dickinson's band before yeah. he was an Iron yeah. Maiden. And he used to go by the name Thunderstick. Yeah. And he used to wear like the executioner's mask and he used to like drum in a cage and stuff. Anyway. Yeah. He was in Maiden like super briefly in like 1977, I think. Yeah. And he, I think he jammed that riff with Steve Harris a few times. Yeah. Then he went on to Samson. And then Clive Burr was a drummer with uh, Paul Diano and, they, and Steve yeah. Harris and whatever. They wrote this song, The Ides of March. Yeah. For the Killers album. Anyway, Samson went on, and the drummer, he kind of turned that into a song. Basically recorded it with Samson, and it was yeah. on their album. Yeah. And then, like, Killers came out, and Killers had the exact same song on it. Oh, so there was this big, like, thing where, like, Steve Harris was, like, he showed up with, like, lawyers and, like, basically demanded to get, like, 50% writing credit on the Samson version because yeah. he said, like, they ripped it off. Yeah. So, uh, hold on, I'll play you the... Uh, the version of, uh, it's called Thunderburst. So yeah, the drumming is kind of different. Yeah, the drumming is different. Um, it's identical. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I can't see how the drummer could take writing credit for that song. He says that he came up with like the that whole rolling drum thing, and that's kind of what the song came from. But 
I don't know. To me, it's a riff. Anyway, he didn't get any writing credit for the uh, the Maiden version, but no. Maiden got Steve Harris got fifty percent on the Samson version. God, I bet Steve Harris can be. I think he's yeah. You yeah. don't cross him. <laughs> no, you don't want to cross him. Now. I mean, he seems nice enough, but he's after yeah. careful enough people. So that was number five. Number four, yeah. Eagles Dare. Three yeah. was Moonchild. Two is Wicker Man, and one was Ace of High. Okay, so we weren't that different. No, I didn't. I, I no, think sat, worst, no satellite fifteen. Sat, okay, it's actually not a bad satellite song. fifteen. Yeah. and the final frontier is all yeah. one song. Yeah, one track. But that two and a half minutes of noise at the beginning, like yeah. Well, why do you say the one track? Because when I added them off to on the CD, it's like one, like, and it says dot dot dot, and then yeah, you know, but it's all I, one I just, track. Okay, so. but satellite fifteen itself is quite long. Yeah, but it, any yeah, it's two yeah. and a half minutes. Yeah, but anyway, I. Uh, I don't know. It's just too much. Like, don't make me wait for my maiden. No, don't make me <laughs> wait. Get on to it. Because the Final Frontier is actually a really good song. And if it yeah. didn't have that intro, I would maybe, I don't know if I put it in my top ten, but it's a, it's a really good song and a really good yeah. opener. I got uh, a couple more comments to make. Wildest Dreams. Yeah, Dance I, of Death. Yeah. That, that almost opens. It almost sounds like a Bruce Solo song. Like yeah, one of the song different. solos. Yeah. It's just like, He's got a completely it's different a uh, yeah. Yeah, g- g- guitar. And it's like, and to me, I just the way it was going through it, it sounded, it almost reminded me of like some of the other tracks in Chemical Wedding. You know, it's like, yeah. that's honestly where it hit me. And the thing I can't believe is Rainmaker would have made such a better album opener. It would have, like, yeah. Rainmaker is so great. It's a good song. And we got to we gotta get into Dance of Death, too. We're going to do that one as a little bit more of a, uh, yeah, a forgotten album, yeah. in a sense, I guess. Um. The, and that, oh, oh, the only yeah. one we forgot? Invaders. 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 Yeah. To me. Oh, that's album filler. Dump that back in number seven it's somewhere. It's campy, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what bothers me. It's like you don't open an album like that. But yeah. now it's good. it can be good campy, but man, look, yeah. the takeaway from this is the 16 openers are all really good. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. They're all good songs. Yeah. yeah. But um, remember the debate we were going to have too, which was uh, does does the double album for Book of Souls do you count the track one on disc two? No, if no, it's a double don't. album, it's an album. It's, it's a double album. Yeah. It's a single album. Yeah, yeah, because those are same both, with the closers. They'd both be in the top tens on either openers or closers. Yeah, I know. It's just obviously, but you know, for a debate. Yeah, it's it's an album. It's 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 a you know a set of albums that's all start strong. There's no question. Yeah, that's true. Maybe knows how to like start an album. Yeah. The Wicker Man and Aces High. Was that my? Was that your two and one or your one and two? Um, I Wicker Man number one. Right, and yeah. I had it number two, and you had Aces High number two. Yeah, and I had it as number one. So oh, those man. are clearly our favorites. Totally. If you want to get someone like who's into, you know, say they're into, I don't know, Metallica or even Guns N' Roses, or they just like, you know, guitar. You could take Wicker Man, Aces High, Peacock Will Be Dead. Put them on loop and get drunk with them, yeah. and they'll like Maiden in the morning. I think I mean? Wicker Man is like the perfect intro song oh. for someone who's like not really into that kind of metal. Yeah. Oh, it's such a great song. Yeah, such. I thought you gave me the gears over it on the uh, on the the for the new noobs when we went through that one. I'll have for to listen. Was it the Wicker Man? It was one of them where you. I think it might have been uh, Be Quick or Be Dead. Be Quick or Be Dead. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. That one's so good. It even like screams at the gate. It's like so mean. Yeah. But Ace is high. Obviously, is 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 you know stands alone. The only that thing about be, number one. be quick or be dead is the vocals on it. It's that raspy. Yeah. That whole album it's got that raspy. I'm thinking of no prayer. But like, Ooh, do I even want to go down this path? But do you that, know what I'm that could about? almost be a pretty good like play song. Be quick or be dead. Yeah, probably. 
you know? Oh, yeah, totally. It could, right? Yeah, it really it, would. It could be. It's got that no, fast tempo. There's no range out of it. It's actually kind of like throaty. Yeah, but cool. <laughs> Blaze, yeah, well, we well did Blaze redo it? What did Blaze do? Um, I've got a lot of live. I've got a bunch of uh, oh, Blaze bootlegs. I'm turned into now a Blaze fan. <laughs> I'll slowly turn you. It will never happen. <laughs> it will never happen. This beer is excellent, isn't it? I'm it is a really good well. Yeah, me too. Well, one beer, one podcast in the bag. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that. Lots of beers that happen after. Okay, so here's a Blaze Bailey album from 1998 as a live bootleg concert. This is the kind of stuff he did. So it's Man on the Edge, Wrathchild, Heaven Can Wait, Lord of the Flies, Fortunes of War, Blood on the World's Hands, The Evil That Men Do. And this is when I listen to oh, Don't the, even play that. When I listen to him sing The Evil That Men that's Do, gross. that's when I kind of realized you can't, you're you kind can't. of out of your element. But Heaven Can Wait, I bet he's pretty good at it. Yeah, yeah. The Afterman, uh, The Aftermath, Sign of the Cross, Two Minutes to Midnight, which he doesn't do yeah, a great job of. Good. Fear of the Dark, he does a good job of. The yeah. Clairvoyant and Iron Maiden. So he kind of avoids like. Can, play play Heaven Can't Wait, can you? Uh, do you have the Blaze? Live? I do. Yeah. yeah play this one. I want to hear that. It's from Brazil, 1996. Brazil. So, uh, yeah, this is Blaze doing Heaven Can Wait. So that's live. Like that yeah. is live. So there's that aspect to it. But man, my main takeaway on that is is thank God Bruce came back. Oh, yeah, he God. also does that thing where uh, well, that's the thing. He sings his songs really well, but like he can't sing the Bruce stuff. And like I don't like it too when he goes like heaven can and he holds the mic out and tries to get the audience to sing that part. That's like a cop out. Bruce does that though too. I know. She like climb you know like a it. monkey. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it is a bit of a cop out, and you could tell he was struggling there. But when he he kind of almost said, "Heaven can wait," he like had this yeah. weird vocal flare thing. He almost sounded like his voice was cracking. Yeah. He was just trying to curve that. Well, it's the thing he's totally out of his element, right? Singing those songs. Oh my so. god! But I mean, yeah, like who could follow Bruce? I know that's impossible. Yeah. Anyway, oh my god! So what's our wrap up? Got, like the guy from they could have got like Sebastian Bach or the guy from Halloween. Well, the, <laughs> the problem is, is that we'd uh, you know well. Wasn't he incentive for Bruce to come back though? I'm not sure. If they got a guy like, you know, that stepped in and, and just was as good as Bruce, would Bruce have ever come back? Steve have kind of got him back. Yeah, I think they just wanted to do something different. Like yeah. they didn't want to just do the Judas Priest thing, where like you know what happened to Judas. Priest? Oh yeah, he got replaced by a super fan. By a guy from a, a Judas Priest cover band. Yeah, yeah. Tim Owens. Was his yeah, name. but he was bitter about it. It's like actually kind of the dream. dream. Yeah. And did he get any studio albums out of it? Like, yeah, was he actually... called Jugulator, I think, is an album that he was on. So he's like... My Judas Priest. He, he's inserted himself high. into the lore. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be like me getting called up to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> for even just a few okay, games. I'm going to give you your 10 <laughs> My seconds. 10 seconds. Ready? Now I don't have anything new to say okay. except the Maple Leafs are the best team ever. And throw it out to, to Johnny Bauer, who passed away this week. He was one of the greatest Leafs of all time. He's the last goalie when we won the Cup. Passed away at 93, which tells you how long ago it's been since we won the Cup. Although he was the oldest player of all time when he played at that age. Anyway, I'm done. 10 seconds done. <laughs> um, yeah. 67. I would give you your uh, 
Toronto Maple Leafs minute, but yeah, no, care a minute to no one wants to hear about the Leafs. Not even I want to hear about the Leafs. I'm dying. Stick to the maiden. Yeah. So um, coming up soon, we've got summer time. We're going to look at that. We're also going to do the closers yeah. too. We'll get to yeah. that. We'll get back to that. That one takes more listening. I need I need a lot more time of that. One I also want to do. Uh, yeah. Best Iron Maiden guitar solos. Yes, best solos. Yeah, top ten, I guess. Last podcast we talked about doing the B sides. Yeah. Uh, so next episode is going to be the Somewhere in Time, and we'll just go track by track. Track by track. Yeah, I'm going to get it on vinyl first too because yeah. I don't have it on vinyl now. Yeah. So I will do that and yeah. listen to it on vinyl. Although I've, I've been through it so many times now, I can yeah. do it now. But I want to hear it on vinyl. We have to have a beer. It's like, oh no, sorry, honey, I can't come home tonight. Home I'm working. Work. <laughs> homework. Yes, I have homework. That beer was excellent. No, it's good. The Port Rexton beers are all amazing. They're amazing. All right, fantastic. So I guess we both agree, Wicker Man and Aces High are the two best. All right, and we're done. And that's it for this episode. <laughs> Talking made in the podcast of the beast. Podcast of the beast. Mm-hmm.